Hello. Welcome. What the heck was that? I didn't know when you were stopping the hello. Yeah, that's kind of a tough. And welcome back to another episode of Dear Hollow Heroes. And you you learn that this is how you peek a microphone very quickly, Rob. Well, I'm peeking all the time. Wait, no. <laughs> huh? Alrighty. Welcome to another episode of Dear Hollow Heroes. And of course we know that me and Liam have poverty teams. And Rob is thriving. Same old, same old. I would say thriving. Rob, well, actually, yeah, it was a rough week. Uh, what was it week ten for you? Um, with the Browns making that comeback win over the Ravens. How do you feel about that? Really quickly. Not good. <laughs> yeah, not good. Not How good. else could he feel? <laughs> I feel great. I feel. I feel like we have. That was our game. best loss of the season. No, it was, it was terrible. Best loss ever. We got some great stories. We got college football this episode. We got basketball. And we have, of course, game time followed up by a little bit of NFL to round it up. And don't forget our locks and upsets as per usual. And we also have an announcement for Dear Hollow Heroes. We are officially under a corporation, this massive, gigantic starter-up corporation. Get your stocks ready. It's under the new corporation, BP Media. I feel like that did not sell it at all. <laughs> I would not want to invest how in would you? How would you sell BP Media? Not like that. Well, no. How would you do it? It's a, sm- a small local thing. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> right? More people would want to do that. This is why you're selling it. <laughs> and I'm just making it. It's the death corporation. Like, why would why would anyone buy in? <laughs> Maybe just start off calling it Ben Patrick Media. That way people don't have to assume what the BP stands for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, BP Media is Ben Petrick Media, and uh, now you guys are making me regret the title, but no, I'm sticking to it. I think it's good. Okay. So, so Dear Hollow Heroes is under BP Media. So, we got to get right into the top stories. We have a little bit of a uh, news coming out of San Diego. The owner, Peter Siegler has passed away at the age of 63 years old. He was a two-time cancer survivor. And, of course, here, Dear, Ho- Dear Hollow Heroes, our thoughts and condolences go out to the Cedar and O'Malley family. And- just real quick, I just want to say, Seedler did a lot for the Padres organization just trying to put them on the map as a legit baseball team after years of struggle. So kudos to him. Yeah, and, and now they have found their way to the NL. DS uh, NLCS last year and have now s- surged into one of the most marketable teams in the league right now. So he's done a lot for that team. What was once kind of a forgettable team in the league now is one of the more popular ones. So again, our thoughts and condolences to the Cedar and O'Malley family. And now we're going to go into our first story. And this one goes into the NCAA football team with the one of the most controversial stories going into it. And Rob, I think you're the one that dialed up this story, so I'm going to let you present it. This past week, the Big Ten suspended Michigan Wolverines football coach Jim Harbaugh over allegations of cheating. The NCAA said that the team had sent scouts to games of Michigan's futures of future opponents to specifically see what the sideline signals of teams were giving for their offense. The team analyst, Connor Stallions, was the head of the operation. He's resigned. Jim Harbaugh got suspended for the remainder of the regular season. Was the suspension a worthy one, or did Jim just get the short end of the stick? You want to start, or shall I? Well, personally, I feel like it... See, this is the thing. This seems like one of those scandals that everyone did. So, yeah, that's what I was going to say. This is one that everyone did... And you are the unfortunate soul that got caught. Kind of just like in Spygate in 07, I think, or 08. It was where everyone did it, and then the, the team, one team got caught and now has to bear the punishment. So here's my issue with it. I, I played college ball, and playing college ball, I was, I was an offensive tackle. And we always had to hide our signals. Because they, we knew there was a chance that they were filming our practice or filming our games and trying to watch for our signals. I mean, it's almost part of the game to actually hide your signals, change them weekly. That's why they're signals. That's why you keep them low-key. So, I mean, if they're that easy to find, I don't know. I don't know. I think every team does it. Because I think a lot of teams in our conference did it. 
I think I, I think even in the, on the high school level they do it, and certainly I think in the, in the pros you have to do it. There has to be someone on that organization who's who's looking at signals. It's the so the big part about the story isn't necessarily that they did it, but it was the way in which they did it and also how they got caught. So what they did was they sent the scouts to these games and got them great seats right on the 50-yard line staring at these future opponents of Michigan just to figure out what these signals are for what plays. And then that specific scout would be seen on the Michigan sideline when they're playing that set opponent, giving watching the signals across the field and telling the defensive coordinator, hey, this is what this signal means. And it wasn't just someone said, here, Michigan might be doing this. They have a whole docket of information saying, here's the schedule that these um, that they were given, what games they were going to go to, how much money they could spend on tickets, what specifically to look for at each game, and all that information found its way to the NCAA office. It's not necessarily that, you know, they they were the ones who just got caught, but they got caught in grandiose fashion. Yeah. It's everything all at once was found. But, see, here's my other problem with this is... When is it too much? Because, yeah, I agree, sitting a scout on the 50-yard line and reporting back directly to the head coach or the, the coordinators, it's too much. But, I mean, is, you know, getting film from a game and seeing the the, uh, the signals on the sideline too much? Is that legal? Is I, anyone going to be... I think it's... It can't be caught. I think it's just you... Like, you could easily send someone to record their game... Watch it anyway. How how is that bad? I think in practices you're not allowed to. Have I think I agree. In a practice, it's different. But, but in a game, anyone's allowed to buy tickets to that game. True, and anyone's they film allowed most to of them on television. The most of them are on television. It's pretty public information. Yeah, and, and you're out in public. See, you could argue that a practice is in a it's private. Private. For, private. Yeah. So this is just a statement from the NCAA that felt very prominent that I just wanted to read for this story. So, this is not a sanction on Coach Harbaugh. It is a sanction against the university that, under the extraordinary circumstances presented by this, by this offensive conduct, best fits the violation because, one, it preserves the ability of the university's football student-athletes to continue competing, and, two, it recognizes that the head coach embodies the university for the purpose of its football program. So, they're saying, we suspended Harbaugh because he's the head coach. You know, the buck stops here. You can't blame anyone past the head okay, coach that's, necessarily. That's fair enough. And they still wanted to let Michigan play. My my problem isn't really with who got suspended. It's with the suspension more in general. And I'm not even... I can't even say that there is a problem. I just... I'm not sure, really. Because I don't... I, there's no finer details. There's no real precedence here. I think that, in my opinion... I think that they just wanted someone to be the scapegoat. And they've done this time and time again with sports in general. But I don't even think he's a scapegoat. They just want someone to be punished. When you got, when there's too many people to punish or there's too few people to punish, you punish one person and give them the brunt of it all. So you have a problem that it is Harbaugh, or Harbaugh being suspended? I kind of do. I feel like it should be the athletic director or the head of operations. He's not, he's not there with the team every day. Fair. They That's really fair. don't have that much to do directly with the team. So, I think the thing that really cements why they suspended Harbaugh or suspended anyone is because the information was brought to the NCAA. And once they have it, they can't just let it slide by. Because you you see that they let, oh, they let Michigan skate with cheating when they saw the evidence. Does that mean they're favoriting Michigan? Yeah, like, once you see it, as the as the overseeing body, you have yeah. to do something. Now they only suspended him three games. That is the remainder of the season. But if the if Michigan goes to a bowl game or makes the postseason, he can come back. He can come back. It's just the last three regular season games. All right. I mean, that's really not that bad. They just need to. I think if they went out there in the postseason, probably. If they went out and they don't get like, I think I don't think their schedule's that bad. Now it is. I do understand why they're still letting Michigan, you know, the actual team and the players continue to play because the players were just being told by the coaches, hey, here's what formation you're going to line up and what you're going to look for. True. Because the coaches knew. And the players, sure, they were playing off of unfair information, according to the NCAA. 
You could argue they didn't even know. And yeah, that they're like, hey, coach just told me this is what the play is. I'm That's sure the there's a, I at least run. a good portion of the players that didn't know. I would think it's a vast majority of them. Yeah. If anything, you know, they're saying even Harbaugh didn't know about the incidents. But if the scouts are on the sidelines talking to the defensive I can't coordinator, imagine that's true. yeah, exactly. So I think it's just the NCAA saying we have to stick to our own rules. We can't let anyone slide by. But what is the rule? Uh, the official rule was it's just unsportsman conduct. I think it, it falls under that category. It's very vague, but it's... Let's see if I can find the exact reasoning. But I think that it's, again, even with it, like... I don't know. Part of me just feels like they just... They punished to, for the sake of punishing. They didn't really... Look into who deserves Well, I punishment. want to know what the rule is. That's my biggest thing. Yeah. So, the uh, from the same statement that I read earlier, uh, the goal of the scheme was to gain an unfair advantage by stealing the signs of teams that the university's football team was due to play later in the season. Such is a misconduct inherently compromises the integrity of competition. So, it falls under the, the integrity of competition rule. No, I, can, I don't have that official rule in front of me. It's a gray area. It is, it is, very, gray, it is a gray area, but I think it's because how well detailed and organized they recorded yeah. and saved the information from the sideline. It's not that, oh, I was watching the game on the TV and this is what I saw. No, I sent a guy there with his own camera and his own notebook to make sure he got every last detail yeah, no, of no, every fair, single yeah. one. Now, this is how I feel about it. I feel like in um, the NCAA is kind of like the NFL with Spygate. They, everyone's doing it. They know if they don't punish at all, everyone's just going to do it. And if the punishment isn't severe, everyone's just going to do it. So, uh, personally, I think they were just like, we got to say a punishment that everyone will know. Harbaugh's going to be all over the news. He's going to get the punishment. Now everyone will stray away from it. What the NCAA did, I'm not saying it was a bad decision. And I think that, I just think it was kind of like a... Uh, let's just let's just make sure nobody does this. It wasn't yeah. a it wasn't a thought out find the culprit. It was more of just throw a punishment out there that scares people. Because Harbaugh's the most noted. He's the biggest name in Michigan football, obviously, because he's probably going to get head coaching offers like he does every year. So he's he's the most notable person in that organization. So part of me just thinks they're just doing that to kind of like send a message more than it is to punish Jim Harbaugh. So. It's because they can't use another way that it's part of this, you know, stealing. You know, I understand if you're watching the, if you're at the game and you're watching, and you just notice the pattern. You're seeing it happen. It's like, oh, they keep doing this every single time they're running to the left. That's fine. That's all good. It's like when a runner on second base can tell when a pitcher is going to throw a fastball because he's reading what yeah, the cause they're catch, tipping. Yeah, because they're tipping. But the NCAA, I think, is just saying we're cutting down on the side stealing. Michigan, you got caught. Harbaugh, you're the head coach. The blame lands yeah. on you. Well, tell us what you guys think about the Harbaugh suspension. Of course, you can message us on the socials. Liam, you the socials guy. Where do where can they find us? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, definitely. Uh, and the TikTok is, uh, you know, it's there. It's getting there. It's I getting I there. read it. I read it once a week. So. Okay, there you go. Liam hasn't had control of it yet, but I read it once a week just to check on it. Also, just want to. Quick shout out my dad for asking me this question to actually get it onto the so, show. Yeah, prompt it. Mr. Kelly. Uh, so we're going to move into even more college football as the college football playoffs are looming. And here are the unofficial rankings right now. You have probably at number one, these are all like unofficial. You have uh, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Oregon, Texas. Alabama, Louisville, and Oregon State. Those are probably the top ten. So, which of these are which of these teams are going to be in the college football playoffs coming two and a half weeks from now? What and who do you think is going to be the team that probably should be making it, but they're going to be disappointed? Just a note: these unofficial rankings, very close to the real ones. Just Florida State and Washington are flipped at four and five. Florida State is now fourth, and Washington is fifth. Well, Michigan's two over there. And Michigan is two. Ohio is now three. Well, yeah, that also flipped in the official AP standings, just so you know. Um, Georgia's in. We all know that, right? Yep. I mean, barring something spectacular, they're in. Um, Michigan lost their coach now. 
Do we think they could drop? This is they the also big... won their next game after Harbaugh got true. It was Penn and... State. They beat Penn State, which is a solid team. But this is where it's it not gets... a ranked team. This is where it gets interesting. Ohio Penn State... State is ranked twelfth. Are they? Yeah. Okay. They are a ranked team. This is where it gets interesting. Ohio State and Michigan face off in the last game of the season. So I think odds are it is a battle for who gets the playoff spot. I don't think so. I do. I think they're both in. But you also have to look at Washington, who's undefeated. Yeah, here's the thing I have to say about Washington. Washington last year was not a Division I school. This year they are, so they cannot make the playoffs. That's NCAA rule. Wow. It's a crazy, crazy dumb rule. Wow. But they cannot make the playoffs. They can't? No. What? Because they're because they were Division Two last year, and they made the bump up to Division One this year. Didn't they make the postseason last year? Washington? Washington. No, 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 not Washington. Sorry. But so they, just because they're year one, they can't do it? Yep. How many years till you can? Uh, next year they can. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they're 10-0 they're, they're in Division One. They've been playing good teams. They're ranked fifth in the AP poll, but they cannot make the playoffs. So I feel like that should be noted. That's, that's, yeah, that's insane. Huge. That's insane. So Which might I, help uh, Michigan and Oregon State. Or Ohio State, sorry. My personal four that I think are going to make it since the playoffs are not expanded yet. Georgia is the easiest in ever. So easy. I think it's going to go Georgia, Ohio State, Florida State, because I don't see Florida moving down that far, and then Texas. Really? I think Michigan's going to drop off just because they do have those last games, one against Ohio State and without their head coach. I was going to say Oregon gets in, and I, I'm going back and forth between Michigan and Florida State dropping. Uh well, I can tell you right now, Texas has an easy schedule than compared to That's Oregon. That's not a good thing, though. They have an easier schedule compared to Oregon because Oregon could drop and lose to Oregon State. So that's going to be Yeah, a, but Ben, if they win that strength of schedule, they're getting in. That is true. Strength, is strength true. of schedule means so much yeah. for college ball. Who so if we're looking at an easier schedule, that's going to hurt Texas. I, granted, I have seen more Texas games in Oregon, and they do just look really good this year. Oregon, but Oregon, I mean, strength of schedule—they're putting up insane numbers, and they have a very good defense. Strength of schedule goes to Texas. They beat better teams this year so far, but the remainder so of the schedule is kind of yeah. But if they beat better teams, why is Oregon ranked above them? Uh, probably because of the decisiveness of their wins. Yes. They scored 36 against USC, and it still felt like they didn't score enough. Who? Oregon. Like, yeah. they felt like they left points out there. So like, they're a very good offense, coupled with a good defense. So yeah, the thing that does help Oregon is they still have one ranked team left on their schedule in Oregon State. Texas doesn't have any ranked teams left on their schedule. But I just think Texas is a... Not a... I don't want to say just an overall better team, but it's just, I think it's an, I think they, in these last two games, can put up a higher point differential than Oregon can, and, and just completely demolish these teams. It's, I mean, it's not crazy, but I think Oregon's been winning more, they've only had two wins within 14 points, the rest have been all blowouts. They're they're playing really well, and my problem with Florida State, and this is why I think Florida State is probably the one dropping in my opinion. Is when they played uh, Miami, it was it was a somewhat of a game within the first half. Slugfest. Yeah, and then they pulled away, and it wasn't even like they won by crazy seven. Crazy pulling away. Yeah, it ended up getting close again. And I don't know. Uh, the one thing I, I do have to say about when they play Miami, that is like the big rivalry. It's, of it is those the big two rivalry. Schools. So that, like that's when both of those schools are trying their hardest just to beat up on. But each other. Miami isn't ranked. No, but it's always a good football program. It is. It is. But here's something that's also a tidbit to understand. Georgia is going to be facing Alabama. So I think Alabama's out. I don't think Alabama has a shot. They're eighth. They're not getting in. They're They're not getting in. in. But Alabama has a chance to play spoiler. Because if Alabama beats Georgia, and you're looking at Ohio State that face Michigan, they're both, one's going to, one of those two teams are making it. You know Ohio State or Michigan's going to make it. So you got that one. They could easily both make it. Florida State, I don't think, has any threat to not make it for the rest. Because if they win, yeah, they they have two easy wins to get. Florida's the harder one. But 
they have two convincingly easy wins to get. If they win it, they're kind of in. So you kind of have one Ohio State or Michigan. So that's one. Florida State, two. And then you have those two spots. Georgia should get it. If Georgia beats Alabama, it's over. Georgia most likely get it. Georgia will most likely get it. So unless Alabama plays spoiler. So you're really looking at the one extra spot that's between Michigan, Oregon, and Texas. And unless Alabama decides to win, beat Georgia by a million points, which is never happening. So unless that's what happens. Are we assuming that Florida State is in? Uh, Because if Michigan wins out and Florida State wins out, Florida State faced nobody that great. Michigan will stay above them. And if Oregon can beat a ranked team decisively, I think they're going to leapfrog them. But that's saying, but uh, Florida State would be undefeated. Oregon will have that one loss that hangs hangs on them. Who did they lose to? They lost to Washington. I don't know if that necessarily will hurt them that bad. No, it will. If you're undefeated, if they end the season undefeated, they're pretty much in. All these teams, how it goes. Yeah. The top, the top three teams, three of these teams could go undefeated and get in of the top four right now, which is Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State. Three of them have the ability to win out. They went out, they're in. There's that one spot that's really, and I think three of them will easily win out. The only game that will cause a loss is between Michigan and Oregon, oh, Ohio State, sorry, and Ohio State. So the, and, well, that Georgia game, and Bama too. That game might open it up, and yes, that's where Georgia and Bama might open up the uh, the playoffs a little bit. Georgia will, so Florida, will still most likely get in. Florida State actually has the easiest road in, if you think about it. I know you're that like being undefeated. Yeah, counts yeah they for have that the much. easiest that's road. What it's going to be? So they have the easiest road. Oregon and Texas are rooting. They need to win out and win convincingly. Yeah. They need to win by a lot. Yeah. Because if Alabama pulls off a miracle, Georgia's out. And if they win convincingly. I still don't know if Georgia's out. I still don't know either. Yeah, no, I think... If, I think they're the best team in college football. How could you bump them out of the playoffs? I don't think Georgia's out no matter what. I think Georgia is the easiest lock in this whole list. Unless they lose next week. No, even if they lose next week. The only way... Against an unranked team? Oh, next week. I thought you meant against Alabama. There's no way. Oh, no, they got t- Tennessee. Never mind. Yeah, no, they're playing two ranked teams in the next three weeks. Yeah. But if they lose to Tennessee, you're bumped down to four. If they it lose, has to be a convincing loss, though. If it's, Really? Even if it's close? Yes, it because the, no, the closer it is, the better it is for Georgia, because that's how, that's how these rankings work. You have to understand, how much you beat a team by and your record are the two most important factors. Yeah. It's... It, it Because there's not really these divisions because you're playing T people in the Big Ten, the SEC. You're not, you know, there is no ALNL East. It's just all these teams, you got to win by a lot, you got to win convincingly, and you got to beat the teams you need to beat. I absolutely hate this style of football. I absolutely hate it. I just can't wait till they expand the playoffs next it's year. Good. By the way, with the records, you lose two, you're done. That's it. You yeah. cannot lose twice. Yeah. yeah. That's why that's this is how big of a game it is for Georgia. Because if I Georgia think, beats Tennessee, they're winning the next they're winning their they have three games left, they're winning the middle one. They need to beat Tennessee. Because if they lose to Tennessee, they open the door for Alabama to kick them out. Actually, if they lose to Tennessee, Alabama might be fighting for a playoff spot against Georgia in that final week. Especially if they win convincingly, because Alabama's problem is they're not winning convincingly, but they have the record. So if it's a battle, records, I think, first. So if they beat Georgia and put them to two losses and they end their season at, what would it be? Uh, uh, they go undefeated. It would be 12-1 and one and put, them, put Georgia uh, at 11-2. You're in the postseason. I I get it, but George, George, George is in. It's, it's that simple. They won last year. The AP poll is not going to beat down on Georgia. They just won't. I, I think George is in, too. But I think it would this week. There is, is a road that they could be out. Yeah. Could. But it's not likely. That would just, all the players have to get sick and you only play the backups. <laughs> like, that is the only way I see this happening. But the one that I think is going to be disappointed and kicked out, in my opinion, if there was one to get kicked out of these top four, and they're my favorite one, they're my favorite one, they're my bandwagon college football team because they're the ones that usually make the playoffs, it's going to be Ohio State. I think they're going to end up being disappointed. I think they might. How about Washington? <laughs> well, yeah, they're they're guaranteed the most disappointed. Yeah. But I think Ohio State might lose to Michigan and then get kicked out. After being number one two weeks ago, 
it might get kicked out. I'm just saying Ohio State has the biggest like disappointment. Without a coach, I don't know if Michigan's winning. Um, yeah, true. But Michigan, see, if Michigan loses, though, it's no big deal because they lost their coach. But Ohio State would be the most disappointing. It's still a big deal. Yeah, it's uh, still, still a big deal, but like because the AP does not care. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you guys think? Let us know. Socials. Socials. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're gonna go a little bit into the NBA. Liam, you can take a deep breath now. Now Let's this, go. there you we go. Finally, get to talk about the NBA. Yeah, dude. Uh, he's been like, we gotta stop talking about the New York football teams. Yeah, and the New York baseball teams. So the LA Clippers are zero and five since James Harden has joined the squad. Increased frustration has arrived in the locker room, and many fans are wondering if this squad can put it together. Is there a shop for the four stars in Westbrook? Went Leonard, George, and Harden to be able to make it work, or are they doomed? I think it's crazy to say that they're doomed off the bat. I I don't like Harden as much as the next guy, and I think he is a very toxic teammate. I mean, just look at his track record everywhere. I I mean, open the bottle, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm thirsty. We can go? Yeah. ASMR right there. Yeah, whatever. So if we look at his track record, you look at Houston, uh, he got what he wanted and then threw it all away. You look at Philly, or you look at Brooklyn, super team, they all were toxic. You go to Philly, him and Joel Embiid didn't work together. He's the problem. This we, is the, this is the fast the version of that uh, speech that we I We know he's gave. the problem. Um, and we have for honestly quite some time. Him, Kyrie, KD, we knew at least Kyrie and Harden were going to be the problem. Maybe KD there was a shot for. Um, but now he's on L.A. with Kawhi, who you know is notorious for not playing. Westbrook, who's notorious for taking bad shots. And Paul George, who's notorious for not making big shots in clutch moments. And Harden is now notorious for being a bad teammate. It's not. It's probably not going to work. It's probably not going to work because everyone is notorious for something. I think my favorite clip so far of Harden with the Clippers is the one where he's at the three-point line and he goes to wipe off his shoes and then he goes to shoot the shot and he just airballs it. That's it, it's a great fantastic. clip. Just wiping your shoes and then airballing, especially in the NBA. Funniest thing. Sums you can up do. Harden at this point in his career. Rockets Harden nails that, and we all go crazy. But at this point, we know what Harden is. Now, you can't say they're doomed because we're, what, that's, two weeks into the season? That's my point. They're only 0-5 with them. It's not 0-20. They're not done. They could turn it around and win the next 10 games. The, Harden can still get hot. And Part of his playing is being streaky. Well, look at the, the four names on this paper. I mean, it's Westbrook, Leonard, George, and Harden. While they're all you know notorious for being... Bad players in certain times, they're also very famous for being great players at other times. And, you know, Kawhi's a, a champion, you know, uh, Mr. Triple Double in Westbrook. Uh, PG is just a very versatile. He can do everything on the court from dribbling to shooting to defending. Just not be clutch. And Exactly. And Harden is one of the best scorers we've ever seen. Pure scorers, one of the best we've ever seen. But again, there's all these drawbacks, and it's kind of similar to that team in Brooklyn where it's like, we know they can do it, but we also know it's on the verge of collapsing at any time. I think the most entertaining part of this situation is that there is a chance where all four of these guys get hot at the same time. And if that happens... They are going to look amazing. They will look like one of the best basketball teams we've ever seen. They could sneak in as an eight seed and do damage in the playoffs. But they have to make it to the eight seed. And they have to not let PG take the last shot. Yes. Okay, can I just be a little bit reasonable here? They're doomed. (laughs) (laughs) They're doomed. Listen to this, man. Listen to this. When was the last time that you've ever seen... Four ball handlers on a team. Who is running off the ball? Well, Harden? He can't. He's a ball hog. He needs the ball in his hands. Westbrook? Can't. Needs the ball in his hands to be productive. Paul George? Can't. 
Needs the ball in his hands to be productive. That's three. Leonard's the only one that doesn't need it. Kawhi and PG don't need it. PG kind of does. PG's a wing. He's a wing, but he, he can, can ball handle, he, but that's not kinda, his primary he skill. He kind of needs it. No, not necessarily. But you got four. He's not a huge ego you, player. He's not huge, but he's more than Kawhi. But okay, let me just look at Let's just say that the two. You have two guards that are going to argue for that ball, clearly. And both of them are past their prime. You have Kawhi Leonard, who is notorious for just not playing. And Paul George, who is notorious that when the clock strikes 11... I, I did the whole notorious thing. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but <laughs> I went through all four notorious things. Okay, fair. Okay. So you have all of these Were problems... You not paying attention? I was. Sorry, I just really wanted to say it again. It's like a reminder, they're all bad in their own way. But of course, as you said, they're all good in their own way. But but that sum is not going to lead them anywhere. You have diva after diva, ball hog after ball hog, no team camaraderie, no chemistry, and no players that care about chemistry. They don't care about chemistry. And that's a pivotal thing as we learned in our, in our what do you call it, our... Uh, adult like league thing we are terrible when we don't have chemistry with our players if you don't know who you're playing with you're, you're terrible it's a pain to get used to can you explain what an adult league thing is it's our uh it's our basketball league that we're in league. okay All right. okay i just needed to double check this because i remember seeing it somewhere but james harden did lead the league in assists assist. per game last year not in straight up assists but in assists per, per game. game which is a more impressive stat yes so Calling him a, someone who needs the ball in his hand every time. I just needed to confirm that before I said ten point seven assists per game. How did Philly end their season? How did Philly end their season? As what a four seed? I believe so. It's a four with, seed. With they the lost the MVP. With the MVP, yeah, you have the MVP. He was feeding the MVP. You're, the ball. Yeah, yeah, you have the MVP. You're the four seed. Get uh, pieced up in the postseason because only your MVP really kind of showed up. They make one move, and they're the number one team right now. What was that one move they made? And now they're the number one They were the one number one team. team last year at one point. They're the number one team right now. I understand. What was their one move? What was Get their rid move? of Harden. Yeah, so now they're the number one but team. But when they picked up Harden and got really good, what did you they say? They weren't the number one team when they picked they up Harden. They were very good. They, they were, were very good. very high they were good, seed but they weren't the number one team. They got better because they got rid of them. We're 12 games into the season. But they got better because they the got rid of them. The Timberwolves are the number two team. Okay. Let's not go crazy based on record. But at the end of the day, they got Maxi put up 50. Great. That's good for him. How often is Maxi going to put up 50? Not incredibly. Not often at all. But at the Most end of, likely. But they got better without him. Oh, oh, yeah, based off of the record. They got better weekend. in 12 games. They got better without him. Over the weekend, they've been better, yeah. 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 So we'll see how that also, turns out. Just so I, by know. the way, how have the, how have the Clippers done since they got they they've got been Harden? Bad. They got, they're on they've five. And the team that got rid of them, they're, they've lost once. Maybe twice. Twice. Twice, okay. They lost twice. I do also want to reiterate, uh, this is actually the second time in his career that a Harden has led the league in assists per game. Cool. So, I'm, I'm just saying, you can't just say he's just a ball. By the way, that was last year. They're 0-5 right now with him. And he airballed one last game. So, they are not, they're doomed. They they could figure it out. They could. I'm not saying right, it's so impossible. They're not so, they're not doomed. They Doom could. means there is 0.000 chance. Of course there's never such thing as 0.0. The Patriots could still make the playoffs if you think about it, but they're never gonna. It's kind of like that. The Clippers are... So that's quitter talk. That's <laughs> I believe in you guys. If you watch that Germany game, you do not believe in those guys. But anyway, sorry. I digress. But as much as I believe that the Cardinals, Patriots, and Giants could figure it out and make the postseason, it's how much I think the Clippers can figure it out. So... In a normal fan standpoint, they're doomed. They're doomed. There's n- there is next to so zero. So you don't see them making the playoffs. Every team makes the playoffs. <laughs> oh, so they could make the playoffs. They could make the play-in, maybe. Right, so they could make the maybe, playoffs. Maybe, but the maybe. play-in, they could win a game. They could. Realistically, they could win. They're a game. not getting out of the first round, even if they make it to the play-in. In a seven-game series, you look at all the talent that they have on that roster. You don't think one of those guys goes off, hits a 50-piece, and they can, you know, skate by win and one game. win a series? Gentlemen sweep would be great when Kawhi goes off for 50 with that one win. The gentleman sweep that they'll be Kawhi's getting. a lockdown defender. PG's a good defender. And Harden could put up 50. Westbrook's a great bench piece. You don't see in any likely scenario them winning a playoff series. No. I disagree. 
I think it definitely could happen. I could I could see them getting through the play, and I do not see them being winning a playoff series. They'd need the matchup of a dream, like an injury ridden team that got through got to the postseason and like you know where they're like they're in and then the last two weeks. Like for example, like it's the Lakers and LeBron is and it's hurt and like AD's half healthy. Then yeah, like if the circumstance is perfect. Like, they're literally beating a team that shouldn't be in the playoffs if they had that team. So then team they beat that through. team, they start to catch fire, a couple dangerous people heat up, and they can't win the second one? No. They There's can't. no way they could win the second one. But Are just you? before, they couldn't win a play-in game. And now they're winning the play-in game. But, but no, they, they couldn't, they they couldn't win, win a series. No, no, no. But maybe if there's a you know a cup, the ball rolls their way a little bit. Maybe they could win. They get a couple cat fall. Uh, but no, no, there, right? there's <laughs> no way they could win two playoff series. Sure, one of the but maybe players could do it. One of the most well known playoff players. We started players. this conversation with you saying they're doomed. And now they're in the second round. (laughs) (laughs) That's the NBA format for you. But uh, that's, I gotta say, that's why the NBA format's so annoying. But I don't see them winning a a series. I don't see them winning a playoff series. But it's literally like the everyone gets to play the playoff league. So, which is, by the way, which is a whole other discussion. Another, my least favorite part of the NBA. But we'll have Adam Silver on later in the season. And uh, I wish, dude, I would ask that question. So, why does everyone get to go to the postseason? Can you just the MLB is the best with their postseason format. NFL is the best with their postseason games. But that's just how I feel. But anyway, um, so yeah, so you guys think there's still a shot? Yeah. How long will you give that leash for? Let's say they let's say they kind of stay at like a Give me one in four type team for the next couple of weeks. How long is the leash? All star break. All star break. Yeah, I'm saying just past the all star break. Yeah, you're giving like a like a week or two after the all star break. Yeah, that's how Not you kind of know how a team season's turning out. So I I I think they I I still think they have a chance because it's not just these guys. There's potential for everyone else on this team to pop off. You know, you can have a couple bench pieces. You could have a couple other guys have great games that would also help this team. We can't just say that this team's entirely reliant on these four guys. Now, they kind of are, but you know that doesn't mean anyone else can not just pop off and help the team at the same time. Okay. Okay. So guys, it is time for. Game time! Nope. Cut it. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, guys. We got a new one again. Another new game. Liam, do you like how I do a new game every week, or do you want to just stick to the ones we have, or do you want to keep going with the new game? I generally enjoy new games. What about you, Rob? I like new games, but, you know, we should bring back a couple of the favorites. Maybe tweak them a little bit here and there. Yeah, figure out what really works before we find out what's truly a perfect game. And if you really want to have a game return on the podcast, Liam, how could you tell? Uh, I guess you could call me. I I, I don't know. My number is... uh, I'm just going to dox them real quick. (laughs) Um, we have a fax number. Uh, I, can get, <laughs> I can get that for you later. No, hit us up on social media. Definitely reach out. Uh, we love hearing from you guys, so definitely let us know that way. Also, yes. Morse code. Smoke signals. <laughs> if you... <laughs> Zach, would you like to share what you're up to? Bro, your face when we looked over. <laughs> deer in headlights. It was perfect. I think it was going to be that loud. <laughs> Alright, that was our roommate Zach pouring some good old agua. You thirsty? Found a quieter method. It's fine, we'll wait. It's, <laughs> it's, it's fine, it's, it's not that enough. big of a deal. Yeah, this is, I'm probably not going to edit this one out. It's, this one was funny, honestly. You might be in our podcast, Loki. Yes. <laughs> That's how you crash a podcast 101. Yeah. So shout out Zach there. Oh, Zach. Yo. I have a quick question for you. As we wait for him to pour more water. Can you go tell the pod? Do you think the Clippers are doomed, or do you think the Clippers can work it out with Harden? Tell, come to the mic and tell us. You, you don't want to shout it at us. Yeah, tell, come to the mic. If it's bad, we'll cut it. Um, are the Clippers doomed? Yes or no? You are the tie-breaking. But come right here. Stand right on the corner. Of the three of us, this is how you break a tie rope. Do they have Harden? Harden, they have Harden, Westbrook, PG, and Kawhi. Are they doomed? They're 0 and 5, though. I would, if they're 0 and 5, I'd say they're doomed. I mean, they got good players, but it doesn't make them doing anything. I don't know if they're good anymore, but like. 
I remember, dude, I remember they were fire back in the day. Like all I heard was about the, those are Harden. good names, dude. That's what I'm saying. If this if team is a, five, if this like, team is five years ago, they're they're running through everybody. But that's what they say all the they're time about everybody. teams. Well, look at the Bucks. Look at the Bucks. Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, all those all those names that on that team. That team undefeated five in 2017, and they won a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's, it, oh, it and works. They won a Super Bowl. It yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It works. The Rams kind of too. But thank you, thank and you, Zach. That thank was, you. That was great job. The first installment of Zach Take. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so game time. We got a new game. This one is going to be called Top Three. I changed it. It's, it was always it was top five to start. But it's yeah, you have top five written, and then everywhere else it's three. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, I was kind of confused. So this is called top three. Top thirty-seven. <laughs> top three. Here, I will give you both a prompt of the top three of something. You guys will have to give your top three honestly, and but here's the catch: you also have to give what you think the other players' top three are. Whoever guesses the other's top three correctly wins. Are you guys ready? No. Eh. <laughs> Let's do that! Alright, guys. Find a spot where you can write down stuff for me. And here we go. The first set of top three. We're going to do all the top threes of your personal first. All right. And then we guess? Can we do our top three, then Just guess? Just write down your top, top three. three. Yeah, you're gonna guess. Guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. no, no. It's going to be all three. In I'm going to forget. Fine, we'll do it your way. All right, the first set of top three. Who do you guys put down? And your honest answer. Eliminate Tom Brady. Who is your top three quarterbacks of all time? You cannot say Tom Brady. Cannot say Tom Brady. Cannot say Tom Brady. Okay. Because that makes it way too easy for one. So the top three quarterbacks. Now, while you guys write down. I'm going to have fun and say, well, I think are my top three quarterbacks. No, 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 no. Please. Wait, 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 wait. Well, I want to talk about what I think. No, wait. You can't do that because that'll give us ideas. Uh, well, who cares? You're putting down your top three and it doesn't matter. But we can't, so, so we can't say Tom Brady. You cannot say Tom Brady. Okay. It doesn't matter what I think. It's up to you two. It's personal. So my personal top three quarterbacks, obviously number one is Tom Brady because he's my childhood hero and he is the greatest quarterback to ever exist. But... Number two, this is a controversial one because number two is the toughest one to think of. But my number two quarterback of all time, I think right now, is Peyton Manning. He's my number two quarterback. But my number three is crazy because I feel like it might be too early. It might be too early. But right now, my third greatest quarterback of all time is Pat Mahomes. I think he is phenomenal. He is my third best quarterback of all time. Aaron Rodgers is right there, though. Aaron Rodgers, Joe Montana. Number three is so, it changes every day. Tomorrow I could wake up and say it's Joe Montana. Tomorrow I could wake up and say it's John Elway. Tomorrow I could wake up and say it's uh, Aaron Rodgers. So, number three is, and Drew Brees is up there, too. So, three is hard, but I'm going to stick with Patty Mahomes because I think in three years it's going to be solidified at three. So, that's why. Those are my top three quarterbacks. But, all right, we're going to start with Rob. Who do you think Liam's top three quarterbacks are? Okay. For Liam's top three all-time quarterbacks, I have coming in at number three, Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. All right. And number two? Number two, Joe Montana. All right. And number one. By the way, this is eliminating Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not on this list. You already let me. Okay, fine. And coming in at number one, two-time Super Bowl champion, Eli Manning. All right. I love where your head went. That's not where my list went, but I love where your head went. All right. Liam, what was your actual top three? Uh, so my number one was very similar, Peyton Manning. Okay. And my three, also very similar, Aaron Rodgers. I went strictly arm talent for my number three. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you were on the same page. You just guessed the wrong quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number two you got right, Joe Montana. All right. Yeah. So my list goes Peyton, Montana, Rodgers. So Rob, you are at... Rob, you have one point um, after that. So, Liam, who do you think Rob's top three quarterbacks are? I went Peyton, Montana, and I was very, very tempted to go Joe Flacco. Very tempted. But I went Steve Young. 
You would have been three for three if you said uh, Joe Flacco. Uh, it's Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, I, Joe Flacco. Why do I not trust the gut? I only should trust the gut. You would have been three for three. Well, right now, Liam is in the lead after the first set of questions. Liam has the lead at two to one. And Joe Montana, two for two. You guys both think Joe Montana's the third greatest quarterback yeah. of all time. And Peyton is second. I, Peyton's two. So we all agree, but I went I went a little younger. I went Patty Mahomes. I originally actually had Rodgers above Montana. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it because Rodgers is a choker. I think Rodgers, Mahomes, and Montana are all kind of in that stratosphere. Yeah. Mahomes is so fresh that you could argue not yet. Mahomes was close. I thought about him, but it was just it was a little early. I don't but know. But Montana is so far away, you could forget his greatness. True. Rogers is that perfect middle of our childhood. True. But Rogers is a choker. So they're all it's like it's all like which one it's kinda like that one's the arguing one. To me, Peyton was the sheriff though, so you gotta put pa- it too. Peyton was the greatest yeah. gunslinger. And by the way, he was a stat. Monster, yeah. See, Stat monster. I was thinking just writing down Peyton Manning for you, but then I was like, wait, he has another Manning who's yeah. on his favorite team who's won him two Super Bowls. So oh, I went with funny. that guy instead. That's funny. I actually I thought about putting both on the list. But I was like, oh, I'll yeah. just pick one. All right, guys. Next set, there is no elimination. So like, not like Tom Brady. Can't you can say anyone from this league? Okay. Your top three greatest baseball players of all time. This goes all the way back to the days of the great Bambino, Babe Ruth. You could talk about the LARP and Lou Gehrig. You could talk about uh, Mickey Mantle, Ted Williams, Willie Mays, Barry Bonds, Mike Trout. But here is my top three while you guys write it down. My top three baseball players of all time. At Coming in at number three, I'm going with the kid, Ken Griffey Jr. At number two, I'm going with Barry Bonds. And at number one, of course, he's the OG. There is no baseball of today without him. I'm going Babe Ruth. He's probably not the best player, but he's the greatest player, in my opinion. The best player is still Barry Bonds. Like, there's no doubt about it. Barry Bonds was an absolute unit. I mean, low-key he cheated, but still, come on. Come on. That was incredible. And if you forget Barry Bonds, watch his highlights. He probably was cheating. I don't know if it was cheating, but it was, was on so many steroids. Yeah, but it was so cool. Can't deny the greatness, though. You can't deny it. Everyone, I, everyone else is on steroids too. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So we'll switch it. Liam, who do you think Rob's top three baseball players of all time are? He's a big Bronx guy, man. <laughs> He's a big Bronx guy. Ruth Gehrig Mantle. Wow. And Rob? Number three, I got Nolan Ryan, one of the best pitchers to no ever live. No way. You went to Yankees. He, he knows his ball. Number two, a little recency bias, but I genuinely think this is a true outcome. I'm going Shohei Otani. The injury made me not write that name down. Mm. Number one, Barry Bonds. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I Honestly, I would have been close. I wouldn't have gotten Shohei. I knew you would pick a pitcher, so I was like, who's the greatest pitcher of all time? And I knew you'd pick Barry Bonds. I just didn't know Shohei. Can I warn you of a pick to in no. uh, in good I, faith? I, 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 it's in good faith, okay, though. You in might, good faith? One of them is a personal preference. Okay. So Strong personal preference. Okay. See, I think I may have understood this going okay. into this. Because at number three, I have for you Barry Bonds. Okay. Number two, I put Hank Aaron. Okay. Just because he's like Barry Bonds, but just without the steroids. And at number one, I put the fastest man in baseball, Tim LaCastro. You have the list almost reversed. One Bonds, two Ruth, three Timmy Lowe. Oh, <laughs> no! So that is, I'm going to give him one. He should get a point. He gets one point because he gets two half You points. should get a half point for you, every player that's on there but not in the right Exactly. Spot. So that is one point for Rob and zero points for Liam. Way yeah. to be, man. Way to <laughs> be. That's crazy. And also the hint was super helpful. The hint well, no, I, he already I, had it written. I already written. It was, it was. He it was didn't change anything on the paper. Oh my god! Yeah, that's great. Um, by the way, Timmy Lowe is the greatest baseball player to ever <laughs> exist. Lowe, Why didn't I think of it? I'm so dumb for that. Timmy Lowe, baby. All right, and number three for top three. Top three. I left this one blank to think. I want to think of one on the spot. Top. Oh great! So now we got to sit here and wait. Hey! All right, we had to get copyright, so let's just uh, what's our top three here? 
All right, the top three greatest NBA centers of all time. Big men. The big boys. Now, my top... You, you were so vague with the last two categories, and you have to go so hyper-specific with this I one. I honestly prefer the specificness. All right. The top three centers of all time. My top three centers coming in at third would be the 100-point game scorer that Liam thinks is controversial if that ever happened. Will He's not going on my list. Chamberlain. At number two... I gotta go with barbecue chicken alert. The most dominant center to ever play the game, Shaquille O'Neal. And at number one, Mr. Points himself, besides LeBron, now he's second, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So those are my top three centers. Are we ready? Or not yet. No, no, no. Give me no, a no, second. No, no, not yet, not yet. Not yet. Okay, give me one good. second. Oh, wait, I need his. Should we have music for this game? You can do whatever your little heart desires. Hmm. Well, you'll figure out. You probably have already would have known if the song played. That'd be so funny. Like, wow, they're deciding it live. Yeah. So, okay. Top three NBA centers of all time. Rob. Yes. Who are Liam's top three NBA centers of all time? You know, I, th- I think this one was actually easier after giving it some thought and making up a I'm list of pretty outspoken. Who, who who the centers are. Um, I'm going to go with number one, Kareem. Okay. Number two, Shaq. Number three, Andre Drummond. You're wrong. Mm. Wow, what is it, Liam? Number one is Jokic. Mm-hmm. The best, man. Okay. Number two is uh, Kareem. Okay. Number three is Shaq. Shaq's just so dominant. Right. I thought about Shaq being number two, but you, you can't deny Kareem. That is one point for Rob. All right. Liam, who are Rob's top three NBA centers of all time? Large Diesel, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Bozo Fraud Wilt Chamberlain. I have Shaq at number one. Yep. Give me them points. Number two, I do have Kareem. Give me them points. Number three, William Russell. Uh, Bill Russell. Bill Russell, yeah. Bill Russell, that is one. two That's points. Two points, and that will be kind of all she wrote for a top three. Who won? With four points, Liam is the victor to Rob's three points. I actually really like that. I was a, That was a fun game, honestly. That was a fun game. I don't know if that's great for the listeners, but for us especially, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think this one was actually better than last week's for the listeners. What was last week's? The stats, but they oh, couldn't, yeah, they yeah, couldn't yeah. see the stats. You're right. You're but right. here's the thing, you get they'll probably also you could be guessing with us. You could like pick who you think their top three are. True. Tell us how you guys did. Now we're gonna guess the listeners' top three. Ooh, yeah, that would be kind of fun. So if actually also wouldn't make much sense. And if you want to put your top three on of anything, you can let us know through. Uh, you know. We we have the internet. Um, we have many outlets on the internet. Letter Carrier up. pigeons. Um, yeah, mostly, mostly that. If you want to hide it inside the shell of a snail and just tell them to get here, we'll wait. You can come to our home and then deliver it uh, in person. United States postal system also works. Yep, yep. And I think we should Message probably in tweet out Ben's phone number. Oh, we're definitely going to tweet okay. out Ben's phone number. All right. So yeah, go on our Twitter, look at Ben's phone number, and then hit us up through that. That, that's not happening. Oh, wait, they could just hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> they go to Twitter just to text me. All right. So we're going to move into our final story before we go to locks and upsets. Josh Allen last night for us and for you guys like two or three nights ago threw two more interceptions to add on to a NFL leading 11 interceptions. Mac Jones is not the interception leader. It was for over a little over 24 hours, but whatever. And he also had a fumble. And once again, another extremely slow start to the first half. Netted Buffalo another loss to the Denver Broncos, falling to 5-5. Five and five. But it's not all bad for the Buffalo Bills because every team in the AFCs lost pathetically. So, though it was all bad. All of the losses were pathetic. 
So Miami is the winner for just not doing anything last week. So, do all of these teams have any shot of doing anything that they're projected to do? And when we all are done saying no, who has the most hope in the AFC East? God, that's tough. Because I think Miami is the better team, but it also... I also don't think they're capable of beating good teams right now. Until I see it happen, I don't believe it. I think Buffalo is the worst team right now. Well, let's just rule out the Jets and Patriots. We can just do that, right? Yeah. Uh, And I think Buffalo is the worst team, but I think they are able to play up to competition better. Who do you trust against the Eagles, the 49ers, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Ravens? Buffalo. Buffalo. Over over Miami and Buffalo. Now, who do you trust to get a win against the Jets. Miami. Miami, me too. That's where it's difficult. And I really don't know who I trust to make the playoffs. But odds are Miami. Miami because they have the better record right now. Yeah. And Buffalo, but the thing is, good news for Buffalo is they play a bunch of tough teams. They play a bunch of tough teams. Which is great Which is somehow a good thing. Which is insane. Because, well, to be fair though, is there something in Denver? Because they just beat the Chiefs too. I think there is. It's got to be a little bit. Like they fixed a little something. something. We we've disrespected them for quite some time. We do have to give them their flowers. They, they just be two really good teams. They are the ever since falling to what was it? Oh, or one and four, one and three. They were the worst defense. But since their three game winning streak that they're now on, three game winning streak, they are the best defense in football. Well, in we thought they were going to clean house at the deadline. They did not. They didn't get rid of anybody really. And I think Russ has been playing smarter. Russ was throwing some great throws under severe duress yeah. on Monday night. And Sutton made an unbelievable catch for that touchdown. And I still think Jerry Judy ain't it, but Sutton's okay. And they have a solid running game, but their defense has been balling. Yeah, their game. defense. It's a talented defense, at least. Yeah, so I think that maybe Sean Payton effect took a while to kick in. Like, what are we thinking? I don't know what this is for them. I I don't know. But back to the AFC East really quick. Who do you think has the best future after this year? After this year? Say the year ends. Unless are we talking one year future? Are we talking distant future? What are we talking? We're talking. Who do you think will emerge? Because they all are, except for the Patriots right now. They're all on the verge of taking over as a Super Bowl contender. But the but yeah, like they're all, they all at any point could next year become dominant. All three, of, as long as See, Belichick See, I want to say Miami, but my problem with Miami is injuries. Tyree could go at any point. He's a small wide receiver. You know how they are. Same with Waddle. We know about two of his injuries. Jalen Ramsey is Ramsey is becoming, always being injured. Yeah. And uh, who's their other corner who was also injured this year? Oh, um, Xavier and Howard. Xavier and Howard, also injured this year. And I think Taron Armstead also was injured at one point during this year. Yeah. All their best players. And A-Chain was on IR. Mostert's agent. It's not. There's a lot of there's a lot of question marks there in terms of injuries. Um, but I think they're also better coached. And I think in terms of pure talent, they're better. But do you think so? so? I'm sorry, but part of... So if we're just assuming, like, this, this season's a write-off, we're going on to the future. Yes, yeah. that's, that's yeah. all. They canceled the season right now. I also think... If I'm being honest, I think it might be the Jets. The just Jets because one to two years, though. I understand that. But Ben left this so open-ended that... Uh, that was my problem, too, yeah. That, that I'm going with the one to two-year mark just because it's more immediate. And the Jets really just need a quarterback to stay healthy... And I think they can do some damage. Maybe a couple of linemen. Line maybe a couple, them. yes. Maybe a couple linemen. And the defense has been a little overhyped. So are the wide receivers. Yeah, Garrett Wilson. The whole team. Yeah, but, but they also have Zach Wilson throwing them the ball. True. So I think if you get a, a quarterback who is more consistent and maybe one or two linemen who can hold that line more steady, I think that team can do some legit damage in this league. And also, Robert Sala is not the best coach. We've learned that yeah. in the situations he's been dealing with. Well, I think that there's too many holes for the Jets. I think they thought they had it, but they didn't. And I think that the best... I think in short term, I'm going to go with Miami. And for long term, it's, I'm not even trying to be a homer here. I just think... The Patriots. The Patriots. Gonna go oh, Patriots. I love them. I love the Patriots. 
the Patriots. We're about to, you know, get rid of every single player. Draft third overall. Possibly hire. I think they'll be back next year. Yeah, we got a great picture. We have no idea what we're doing at the end of this year. Great picture. So, uh, to cap off the rest of us talking about things, uh, we have a big game on Thursday night for Rob here. The Baltimore Ravens will be facing the Cincinnati Bengals. And what will probably be a telling of who is going to be taking this division. As long as the Ravens aren't up by 10 or more at any single point in this game, we will win. (laughs) It's only when we're up by 10 or more that we lose games, which is insane. We played the Browns. We lost to the Browns. Ben, do you think you can guess how long the Browns had a lead for during that entire game? A minute. 0.00 seconds. They did not have... A lead for any clock time that entire game. The ball went through after the the clock hit zero. <laughs> oh my god! The Ravens. The only time the Ravens didn't have the lead was before their pick six in the first quarter. So Forty total seconds of tie game. And then the Ravens had the lead up until the very very last second. Wow. The Ravens have the most games where we lose when having a lead by ten or more. In the last two years. Ripper, huh? It's very interesting that the Ravens, for a very long time, have just been a quarter-by-quarter team. Either we'll play the first half or the second half, or we'll play the first and third quarter, or second and fourth. We don't just play the whole game. And I think against the Bengals, as long as we can keep it consistent and, you know, use all of our tools, because we'll, you know... We'll just use Gus the Bus for a little while, and then, then we'll just stop using him for a whole quarter. And then we'll go back to using him. Just, it's it's the inconsistency that's helping the Ravens lose. But I think, you know, I think we'll be fine, as long as we don't have a lead of 10 or more. Alright. Who do you think's winning, Liam? Ravens or Bengals? It's a tough That's tough. It's tough. But the Bengals just lost to Houston. So that's something to think about, too. You're right, but theirs was a shootout. Yours was more crushing. Your loss. Oh, yeah, no, it crushed. It was crushing. It was was crushing. Now, I don't know what that does to a locker room, though, because good teams get better and worse teams get worse. I think the Ravens will come out wanting to win, especially Where is the game? In Baltimore. I think you guys probably win that. It's a toss-up. It really is. I, the only reason I'm not I'm not just saying this because I'm a homer. I'm saying Baltimore is just because I believe in our defense. You know, one of the reasons the Browns came back is because of a pick by Lamar. Yeah. You know, it, I think our defense can hold the Cincinnati Bengals down. I, we can stop the run game that much. We've proved the past game is kind of where we falter here and there. So I think. I think we have a we have a fair shot against the Bengals to just genuinely just beat them. Okay, I like it. Ben, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Ravens. I just think the Raven the Bengals are too inconsistent. I think their wide receivers are too hurt. Wait, did we all just say Ravens? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm changing my answer to the Bengals. Okay. All right. That's really weird. I'm sorry. Every single time, it's one of those graphics where everyone picks one team. That's fair. That team loses. That's I'm fair. I'm picking the Bengals now. Okay. Locking it in. Real homer over here. All right. So we're going to go into our locks. Such a homer, I have to root for the RT. <laughs> we're going to go into our locks and upsets of the week. And we are going to lead off. I need to I need to go first because somebody's going to pick one if not. All right, Liam, go. Um, so, yeah, you're going to be upset because I'm going to steal this one from you. It's the most glaringly obvious one. Uh, I'm taking T1 over Weibo in the League of Legends World Championship. <laughs> this is going to be Sunday, November 19th at All right, so 2 a.m. scrap that. At 2 a.m., uh, so tune in. Okay, give me give me one second. Give me, you know Because what? you need to find one now, right? Yep, yep, give me one second. Okay, wait, 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 wait. All right, wait. I think I got it. I think I have it. Do you think you got it? I have my lock of the week. Red Bull's Mac Verstappen winning this Las Vegas Grand Prix this weekend. Really? Really? You think so? Who, who He's won the win? last five races by 10 seconds or more. I'm not buying it. I think it's fraudulent, man. I think he's just... just Who? 
Max Verstappen. Kind of Red Bulls of Formula One. He doesn't know, even know Max Verstappen. Stappen. Dude, he's won the last five by ten or more. Red Bulls. Wait, Max Verstappen. Red Bulls. Yes, the car. Oh, Red Bulls uh, racing. I yeah, don't it's see Formula him, One. I don't see him keeping keeping up this pace. I mean, it's been un un like ungodly. It really. I don't know if you've actually watched any clips. Oh yeah, I've watched that. plenty of of this uh, this championship series. Um, but I'm just not buying it. I'm sorry. Five times you're telling me he's won ten or more seconds. He can't keep up that pace. Somebody's bound to take him down. His car's just faster. Well, he sucks. Okay. Ben, you're locked. I was gonna go with Ohio State over Minnesota. That's the pick. Yeah. You said that with a said, question mark. You were gonna go. Ohio State, I, I'm going over, Ohio Minnesota. State over Minnesota. Of course you are. That's so boring, dude. Of course you would pick the easy one. <sighs> and right. he said it was. Well, such... I thought these were supposed to be a lock. It is. I'm just kidding. I told you to just pick the boring one. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just said it. So. <laughs> All right. Mine's a minus 350 point rate uh, favorite. All right. So, Liam, what is your upset of the week? Give me. The Warriors over the T-Wolves tonight at 10-10. Uh, tonight? Yeah. November 14th, 2023? The very one. Okay. And Rob? Saturday football at noon. I have Rutgers taking down Penn State. I don't care if they're right. We're going to be best you. What was that? It's so on brand for it's Rob. So That's just brand. what he does. It's the bottom of the ninth. The bottom of the ninth. The bottom of the ninth. Yeah, there you go. This is so... You gotta put, like, true lifetime smoker into it. Yeah, you know? like you've hated yourself for years. Yeah. But not just yourself, your favorite sports team. Yeah. What's... You guys are weird. How did I get dragged into this? <laughs> just saying. These are weird individuals. You either one that just... I'm going to have faith that the New Orleans Pelicans will beat the Dallas Mavericks tonight. I wasn't buying that one. I saw it. I wasn't buying it. Yeah, I'm going with the New Orleans over Mavs tonight. It's going between Grizzlies being the Lakers too because the Brown might be hurt. But I think the Grizzlies are terrible. So, as always, I'd like to thank you all for listening. You can follow us on our socials at Dear Hollow Heroes and also email us through dearhollowheroes at gmail.com. Message us and let us know about what you think about the topics we discussed, or give us a take of your own, or give us a top three of your own, or give us a unit ball question, or give us a unit ball question. Just do something. Just do something. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We love, every, we love all the interaction, and uh, that's why we love to ask you guys. Listen to us on most platforms where you get your podcasts. Thank you, Liam and Rob, and I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Big tries. Big Gertrudes.